This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilog Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, epilogmedia slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcast. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Hi, guys. Welcome to a snacky episode of our podcast, The Artists. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. You're doing fine. I have been relishing doing these snacky episodes because, one, you get to revisit the artists if you've already sort of known about the work you get to watch the films again or you discover a, a new artist from silent era maybe a cinematographer you didn't know about or an actor you didn't know about and you know put it out there and we have been really really sort of at metaphysical lab have been enjoying doing the snacky episodes so i hope you guys are enjoying as much and if you have a take if you have a suggestion that so and so artist from silent era is something we should look for you know where to find us on our twitter handle with metaphysical lab and of course on our instagram handle as well so coming to today's episode we have with us buster keaton buster keaton as most of us know was chaplin's contemporary and a friend but there's much more to keaton than a constant comparison that has been made with chaplin it was the year 1894 october 4th when keaton was born also when his parents were vaudeville acrobats and performers who with the famous illusionist harry houdini Keaton, just like Chaplin, started performing at a very young age, almost three years old. As LA Times mentions, when he was one day old, his father carried him on stage and drew a round of applause. By the time he was able to walk, he was one of the three Keaton's act. By three, he was already in the Keaton performance troupe, which means he was working and it was not an easy life. So how did Keaton, whose real name was Joseph Fran Keaton, turn out to be Buster Keaton and how did this little comedian become this greatest actor and one of the best directors of his times? In fact, critic Roger Ebert wrote of Keaton's extraordinary period from 1920 to 1929. Silent cinema flourished when he worked without interruption on a series of films that made him the greatest actor-director in the history of the movies. In 1996, Entertainment Weekly recognized Keaton as the seventh greatest film director and in 1999, the American Film Institute ranked him as the 21st creator male star of classic Hollywood cinema. But it was not easy. Like, it's never easy. So when Keaton was three, his father designed those tricks 
to make people laugh. He was a core element slash character included in the tricks. So little Keaton was tossed around in the knockabout style comedy to the extent that his parents were accused of child abuse. But Keaton, as he later mentioned in his multiple interviews, had a lot of fun getting knocked around. And perhaps that is the reason that he later had fun in his career too. Getting used to the knocks and having fun is a good way to live. So when the authorities came to visit him and his parents and checking the bruises or broken bones after that act, he was always fine. People even started calling him the little boy who can't be damaged. In fact, the story even goes that when he was six months old, he tumbled down the stairs. He did not get a single scratch. Instead, he scrambled to his feet unhurt and Houdini then exclaimed, isn't he a buster? And so Buster Keaton was born. And of course, Buster Keaton busted a lot of things in the silent cinema era. What made Keaton tick? First of all, you need to go and watch all his classics. Most of them on the internet. You can check open culture. Many of his films from the 1920s like Sherlock Jr. 1924, The General 1926, The Cameraman 1928, are highly regarded. The general, in fact, is considered a masterpiece. Orson Welles considered it the greatest comedy ever made and perhaps the greatest film ever made. Mentalflaws.com writes this. Nearly a century after comedian Buster Keaton started making movies, filmmakers are still imitating his stunts gags and visual style. Known for his death-defying stunts and deadpan expression, Keaton was so dedicated to his art that he refused to fake a stunt or repeat a joke. He'd really fall from ledges, ladders and moving cars and in one of the most expensive scenes in silent film history, even plunged a real locomotive into a river rather than using a model for his 1926 film, The General. Go watch The General to see the level of dedication that Buster Keaton had for his craft. But as they say, you don't get everything. It's, it's considered that Keaton never made the kind of money that his contemporaries like Chaplin made. It was much later that the critics said about his film that they stood the test of time better than Chaplin. But I think it would be unfair to compare to greats. In fact, it's unfair to compare to lives. Everyone has a different journey and a different path. What they left for us is what we should cherish and pass on. But Keaton was so used to hardships and failures. Britannia.com says that even when his character won, he refused to allow himself the luxury of a smile, as if certain that still more trouble lay ahead. As a director, his play with the camera was way ahead during those times. He loved playing tricks with the camera like the multiple images in The Playhouse 1921. And also he loved to play with the form like in Sherlock Jr. 1924 where the editing was pretty chaotic. The general 1927 was a financial disappointment or maybe it was a financial disaster when it was originally released but today it's considered a masterpiece. But as every creator wants to grow, Keaton to signed with MGM, the big movie studio in the year 1928. And here is a lesson for both the creators and the studios. This anecdote comes from various sources, including Wikipedia. In 1928, Keaton's production company was signed over to MGM, the biggest of the Hollywood studios. His first film for that studio was the well-regarded The Cameraman 1928. But before long, Keaton was at the mercy of MGM's army of producers, supervisors and screenwriters whose efforts to improve 
His brand of humor virtually destroyed it. Most of his talkies for MGM were burdened with banal storylines, superfluous characters, and tired voice cracks. Even though these films made money, Keaton's frustration grew and he soon developed a drinking problem, culminating in his dismissal from MGM in 1933. Talk about killing a genius. And so slowly as the world progressed from silent to sound films, he started losing his grip on the work and himself, things that affected his personal life as well. And then his life went through a series of down and it stayed there. His comeback happened again in 1947 after a series of live appearances at Paris's Cirque Medrano and also later in films of Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard and as Chaplin's partner in Limelight 1952. 1959, he was honored with Academy Award. There's an excellent video essay highly recommended on Keaton, The Art of Gag by Tony Zhao. I encourage you to watch it. How Keaton influenced actors and filmmakers like Bill Murray, Wes Anderson and Jackie Chan. And I found this obituary page in LA Times dated Feb 2nd, 1966. And I'm going to read from here. It said that Keaton scaled both the heights and the depths, something that is common in a profession like filmmaking. He came to Hollywood from the vaudeville stage in 1917, a consummate acrobat with an exquisite sense of comedy timing and an expressionless frozen face that ruled them in the aisles. He ranked with Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin as a comedy king. Then came the advent of talking films and what appeared to be the end of it all. But as the critics and his researchers say, he took everything with stoicism. And why the stoic philosophy is important because you never know where it will take you despite all the efforts that you put in. And so a few months before his death, he said that comedy does not change. And he shared an anecdote about his film, The General, that was made in the year 1926. He said, and I quote, Two years ago, we sent a picture to Munich, Germany, using old-fashioned subtitles with a written score. It was made in 1926 in hell. That's 39 years ago. But I sneaked into the theatre and the laughs were exactly the same as on the day it was first released. Unquote. Indeed, life is a comedy. Enjoy while it lasts. Don't take it too seriously because you do not know how it's going to unfold. Thank you, Buster Keaton.